0: Hello, welcome to Meet Your District Supervisor. I'm Nona Melkonian, and we're here with Supervisor Scott Weiner from District 8, which includes the Castro and Upper Market, Buena Vista Heights, Twin Peaks, Diamond Heights, Glen Park, Noe Valley, and Eureka Valley. Supervisor Weiner started his first term this January, so he's new to the board. We're going to get to know him and talk about the toughest issues facing the city. Welcome, Supervisor. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Tell us a little about your background, where you grew up and went to school, and what kind of jobs you've had.
1: I grew up in the Philadelphia area in New Jersey mm-hmm. um, and uh, went to school up and down the East Coast. I went to undergrad at uh, Duke University and then law school at Harvard. Um, After clerking for a judge, I came out here in 1997 and I've been here for the last 14 years. Um, I've always lived in the Castro. Um, I'm an attorney, so I started out in private practice at a private law firm uh, doing complex commercial litigation. And then uh, in 2002, I moved over to the San Francisco City Attorney's Office uh, where I uh, worked on the trial team doing trials for the city, uh, handling my own cases and uh, supervising a team of uh, attorneys as well.
0: Why did you choose to live in San Francisco?
1: I, I had actually always assumed I would go back to the Philadelphia area since that's where my family is. Uh, but I, uh, I was always interested by San Francisco in terms of what it is as a city, the, its culture, um, its, a, its you know, uh, amazing LGBT community. And so I came out here for a summer and just fell in love with it and ended up coming back.
0: And so what motivated you to get involved with politics?
1: I've been interested in politics since I was a kid. I worked on campaigns when I was a teenager. I was involved uh, campaigning against uh, Senator Jesse Helms when I was in college. Uh, but when I came out here, I um, wasn't really initially involved politically. I was involved more in uh, community work, helping to build the LGBT community center, uh, doing neighborhood work. And I eventually uh, started doing some campaigns and gradually got more involved in Democratic Party politics um, and uh, in the Alice B. Toklas LGBT Democratic Club. And then ultimately in 2004, I ran for the Democratic County Central Committee um, and ended up chairing Uh, the committee. So it was a gradual process for me and and then by the time uh, I started thinking about running for supervisor it really made sense because of my involvement in the community and and in politics.
0: What did you learn from campaigning for supervisor?
1: I learned a lot. (laughs) uh, I knocked on about 15,000 doors Mm -hmm. and uh, just met uh, a huge number of people which is really the um, the best way to learn about uh the the neighborhood and about the city and what people want and what people's concerns are. And so I, I just uh feel like I know so much more uh, than before I started campaigning.
0: Where do you place yourself on the political spectrum? Are you more to the left or closer to the right?
1: We're all far to the left on, on uh the national uh standard and I'm a, I'm a good liberal democrat. Um, you know I, I guess in uh in the San Francisco little mini spectrum I'm probably considered uh more uh, middle of the road. But uh, one thing about me is that I'm, I'm, I'm very independent when it comes to the issues and um, I don't vote a party line and and I, I tend to, I just judge each issue on its merits and uh, that's sort of how I am.
0: What do you feel are some of the biggest issues facing San Francisco right now?
1: Well, you know, the budget is the most uh, imminent uh, issue and we do have a structural budget deficit uh, in the city. And so we need to deal, of course with the short term of balancing our budget in a way that does not decimate basic city services that people rely on, but also to address our long-term structural budget deficit. and that means um, implementing some budget reforms that uh, make that smooth out our budget process. so it's not a boom bust kind of budget. It means uh, reforming our pension system and retiree healthcare system so that they're stable and that they don't drain the general funds. So that's a big aspect of it. Another uh, huge issue confronting the city is our the deferred maintenance on our infrastructure. We have a lot of infrastructure that's been deteriorating because we haven't maintained it properly. From our roads to our sewer system, to Muni, and uh, we need to be much, much more diligent about uh, maintaining our infrastructure.
0: And what are some of the biggest issues facing your district right now?
1: Some of the big citywide issues really impact the district, like transportation. Uh, we have we have more Muni service than some other districts have but it's not always reliable. We have big problems with the J Church. Some of the major bus lines in the district aren't reliable, so transportation is very important. We have some major projects coming up in the city, like the renovation of Dolores Park, which is a once-in-50-year opportunity to define what the park is and what changes we want to make to it. So that's going to be a a very significant project. Same with uh, Glen Canyon, which is going to undergo a lot of work.
0: How will you balance the needs of your district versus the needs of the city as a whole?
1: That's one of the most challenging parts of being a district supervisor. Um, We elect our supervisors by district, and it's very important to pay attention to the district, to be engaged in the projects in the district, Um, but we also represent the whole city. And I think any district supervisor that just focuses on the district without addressing those big citywide issues is not doing his or her job. So every day, I make sure that I'm working both on the major citywide issues and on district issues, and I try to be disciplined about that.
0: So once again, the city is faced with some tough budget decisions. including whether to make cuts and whether to increase taxes and fees. How will you approach these hard choices?
1: I think we have to start by looking at what are the most critical city services that we that we absolutely cannot do without. And, and the core services, there are a lot of services that are important, but what are the ones that if they deteriorate, we will all really pay the price. Um, public safety, certainly, falls in that category of basic critical city service. Transportation, making sure we have a functional muni. Um, Again, very, very critical. Some core public health services, um, like making sure we're dealing with mental illness on our streets, um, as well as uh, HIV services, those kinds of things that, again, if we don't provide those services, we're really gonna pay the price. And then you work out from there and that, Determines your budget priorities.
0: What are your ideas on dealing with the issue of homelessness?
1: It's twofold. Um, and it's not just homelessness, it's really homelessness and general um, behavior on our streets. We need to make sure that people have access to services. So, I was a supporter, for example, of Care Not Cash to say, let's take the money that we're putting into the system uh, and actually pro- try to provide housing for people. We need to make sure people have access to those kinds of services. We also need to make sure that we are um, having standards of behavior on our streets. And keeping in mind that most homeless people do not cause any problems on our streets, but there is a small group of uh, people on our streets who are causing problems and so we need to make sure that we have those standards of behavior say that there are some kinds of behavior that are not okay and then to enforce that.
0: You mentioned um, housing needs so what are the city's housing needs and how do you think the Board of Supervisors should address these needs?
1: There are a few um, different areas that we need to address. One is um, we Housing affordability, or lack thereof, is a major challenge for the city. Um, uh, it's harder and harder to afford housing in the city if you're a um, lower or middle income person, and so we need to address that. Um, and I really want to focus on um, workforce housing. Um, we, uh, we do a pretty good job generating high-end housing, um, and we do, we can always do better, but we do a decent job, um, providing, uh, uh, low-income housing. Um, we do a terrible job providing housing for lower middle class and middle class people, people who are working and paying taxes and that we need to have here for a functioning economy. And so I'm looking for ways to try to fund more of that kind of housing, particularly for essential employees like teachers, nurses, first responders. Um, We also need to make sure that our development is transit-oriented, that we're not encouraging uh, suburban sprawl, and that we're um, doing what's called infill housing so that people can live near where they work and near public transportation.
0: So let's talk a little about public transportation. Um, Is there adequate community service? in your district right now and how is the parking and traffic situation is it safe for pedestrians
1: muni is uh is not where it needs to be in my district we're lucky that we have uh, at least in the castro we have uh, the subway which uh, is can be terrific but can also be uh, frustrating when it's not as reliable as we'd like Uh, and we also are next to um, the bart line if you happen to live near 24th street or 16th street bart but in other parts of the district, it's very unreliable. The J Church is um, just a constant source of frustration for riders, and its ridership is, I think, lower than it would be otherwise because of its unreliability. Some of the core bus lines in the district, like the 24 to um, are, uh, uh, again, are, are, are important lines, but they're not frequent enough and so people don't think of using them. And then we have a particular problem in Diamond Heights where uh, the neighborhood is served primarily by the 52 line which has, is incredibly unreliable. Buses miss runs. For a while, Muni uh, uh, was ending service at I think nine or 10 o'clock at night. And so you have this neighborhood that's up on a hill and that if it doesn't have adequate uh, public transportation it gets isolated. Um, another transportation issue that I'm working on is uh, trying to get more taxis onto the street because uh, a world-class taxi system is a critical complement to any public transportation system.
0: So let's talk a little about crime in your district. Um, how do you think the police department is doing, and do you have any thoughts on how the city is dealing with crime?
1: Well, in terms of the city as a whole, I am—I uh, was uh, a, a big supporter of Chief Gascon when he was... Police chief, and although I think he's going to do a great job in the district attorney's office, I was, uh, part of me was sad to see him go from the police department because he had come in and just started modernizing the department. It's technology, um, civilianization, a lot of different changes that needed to happen but weren't happening, and he came in and, and, and started the department on the right path. I uh, It is critical that whoever the next chief of police is continue that modernization of the department because that's going to have benefits citywide. Um, in my district, um, we uh, we have public safety challenges. The district is often viewed as a quote-unquote safe district and certainly compared to some neighborhoods in the city, we're fortunate. Um, but we do have violence. Um, we have uh, we had a bunch of violence around Dolores Park last year. Um, there have been uh, on-again, off-again robberies in Glen Park and parts of Noe Valley. Um, there have been some shootings up in Diamond Heights. And so we, um, one of our challenges is really making sure that the police department uh, w- understands that even though we may not have the same crime levels as some neighborhoods, we still need attention from the police department.
0: So let's talk a little about the city's economic development. Um, are we on the right track? and what would you like to change about the city's approach to developing its economy?
1: Well, we're getting better. I mean, the city um, in the last number of years has gotten more proactive about attracting businesses and new industries here and providing incentives for them to come and to stay here. But uh, it is still a very expensive place to do business in terms of the cost of labor, the cost of land. Um, And one thing that we need to make sure is that we're not Um, feeing and taxing businesses to the point that it's not profitable or not uh, attractive for them to be here. Uh, We need to reform our payroll tax which is a incentive not to create jobs and I know that uh, 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 Board President David Chu is uh, uh, continuing to work on some possibilities there and I look forward to working with him. Um, I also support very targeted Um, efforts to revitalize areas or to bring industries here like the biotech uh, payroll tax uh, holiday as well as um, the proposal uh, that was introduced yesterday at the board um, uh, relating to mid-market and parts of the tenderloin uh, to uh, provide some payroll tax relief to encourage businesses like Twitter and others uh, to go there
0: Governor Brown has proposed eliminating funding for redevelopment agencies Um, what is your opinion of that plan and what are your thoughts on the value of redevelopment agencies?
1: I think the plan is very overbroad and uh, I, I uh, don't support it, at least as it relates to San Francisco's model of redevelopment. Um, we, our redevelopment agency does tremendous work in San Francisco and a lot of projects like Treasure Island Um, and some other very, very, like what's happening in uh, Hunters Point, Um, those kinds of projects would be very difficult to achieve without redevelopment. Uh, Our redevelopment agency is the largest source of affordable housing creation in the city, and uh, it, it really has been a huge asset. I understand that there are other parts of the state where redevelopment is a different model that's not as positive, leading to creation of a lot of things like strip malls and other unwise kinds of development. And so uh, redevelopment statewide is definitely in need of reform, but San Francisco is a model for redevelopment and it needs to stay intact.
0: So let's talk a little about the role of sports in the city's economic future. Um, Are you happy with the plans for the America's Cup? and should the city spend money to keep the 49ers?
1: I'm thrilled about the America's Cup. It's going to be not just an economic boon to the city, and it will create a lot of jobs uh, and long-term economic development, uh, but it's going to help us um, shore up our uh, aging and deteriorating peers. we have something like one and a half billion dollars of deferred maintenance on our peers. And anything that helps us clear some of that deferred maintenance is terrific. So I'm excited about it. It's also gonna be a, a terrific promotion for the city. People are, for, for months are gonna see the panoramic views of San Francisco and are gonna to wanna to come here. In terms of the 49ers, I would very much like to see the 49ers stay here. Uh, what that means, uh, you know, we'll have to talk about it. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of massive public subsidies. To sports teams um, but I think we should work hard to keep the 49ers here
0: well we're almost out of time yeah. but before we go are there any other issues or concerns that we haven't discussed and um, are there any other specific interests or issues that you plan to concentrate on throughout your term as supervisor
1: a couple that come to mind um, is uh, uh, first yesterday I introduced uh, legisla- rent control legislation to make it easier for tenants who are displaced by fires or earthquakes or other disasters to find uh, below market um, replacement rents while their apartments are being uh, fixed. Right now, uh, there are some uh, uh, aspects of our uh, rent control laws that uh, make it Difficult to find those kind of temporary uh, accommodations at below market rents, and so I've been working with tenant groups and property owner groups um, on legislation that I introduced yesterday that'll help there. Um, I also have uh, requested a uh, an economic impact study um, to be performed on the entertainment and nightlife uh, industry. Um, it's a uh, an, it's a very important um, economic and cultural uh, sector in our city, and I think uh, we've we've never really taken a look at what it actually contributes to our economy. And I think that's an important piece of information to have to guide policy making in the future. Um, I've also requested a hearing on the impact of historic preservation on other important policy goals in the city, like creating affordable housing, having usable parks and libraries, um, et cetera. Um, and to take a look at how those different policies interact with each other. Um, so those, those are just a few things that I'm working on.
0: Well, it looks like we're all out of time, right. so we're going to have to wrap this up. But thank you so much for joining us. And we've been talking to Supervisor Weiner from District 8. Thanks so much for joining us on TV's Meet Your District Supervisor. Watch for the next episode of Meet Your District Supervisor when we'll be back with another one of our 11 city supervisors. For TV, I'm Nona Milconian.